0: Hello and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. This is a podcast where we are focused on living life to the fullest, body, soul, and spirit. We were created by God and for God. And when we live our lives according to His Word, according to the instructions given to us in the Word, that is when we live life to the fullest, we prosper and flourish in every single area, body, soul, and spirit. Today, we're going to talk about a pretty hot topic these days, Um, the LGBTQ movement, um, gay marriage, um, two mommies, two daddies, those kinds of things. We're going to dive into this topic today. I know that we're not able to have a conversation, so this is a one-way, you know, me giving the podcast. I'm just going to share my thoughts And I base my life on God's word and the truths of God's word does not mean that I am perfect by any stretch of the imagination. As a matter of fact, I actually want to begin this podcast talking about my sins. Okay. So years ago, my life had lots and lots of hurt and devastation in it. And in order to appease my soul, to heal my wounds, I started turning to the things of the world. And I started justifying them inside my mind in the moment saying, you know what, I need what I need as I need it. And then later on, I would feel so guilty, so condemned and feeling like, oh my goodness, why am I constantly turning to this thing? And here's the thing with me is that I was raised reading the Bible believing what the Bible says, and holding on to those truths. So I knew what was right and wrong in my mind, but my lifestyle had deviated so far in some areas because my soul needed medication, my heart was broken, my mind and my thinking were so, you know, kind of screwed up because I didn't have the proper guidance In my teenage years and I didn't have the help that I needed so therefore I would continue to dive into these sins and live the way that I wanted and how I wanted and the more that I lived that kind of lifestyle the further I got from the truth and and the thing is is that deep down inside I knew that what I was doing was not according to God's Word I knew what God's word said. I knew that what I was doing was wrong. I knew that the things that I was turning to were not God's best design for my life and my heart and my soul. And I knew that it wasn't wasn't going to be best for my future. But I was so tangled inside of my sin and, and so deep into that when I started reaching out to pastors, to family members, to other friends and people within the church. They didn't understand where I was coming from because I could not stop the sin. I could not quit. And they would say, why aren't you stopping? Here are the verses that say, this is wrong. This is sin. God hates this. But yet I was so deep in it. I was not able to quit. Finally, I found myself into a counselor's office and I did make sure that I found a Christian counselor because deep down I was uh, a, a, a young lady of God. I loved Jesus, but I was medicating my soul and my body and my, you know, my hurts in sin. And when I came to her, I said, listen, I chose you because you are a Christian, but I don't want you spitting out Bible verses at me and telling me how wrong I am. I already know that my lifestyle and what I am doing is wrong. What I need you to do is to help me get on the right track. Why can't I live the life that I know God has designed for me and what God desires for me? I need help. So this is what I learned in that counselor's office, that we literally shape our thinking and we shape our kind of our medication, if you will, to our hurts and our problems by our habits and what we turn to. So, for instance... When my heart was broken and I was devastated, I may have turned to some wild, crazy living on the weekends, whether it was finding myself in the bars with a drink in my hand or finding the newest boyfriend or finding the newest sin that I could just dive into. And those things were literally giving me chemical rushes in my brain because my brain was literally being formed according to those rushes, like it's a dopamine rush that I would get in my, in my brain. And so there was like this tiny reward system, even though the rewards were wrong, the rewards were based on sin. So it's kind of like when we sin, we get this rush like, Ooh, that felt good. It felt good to my flesh. It felt good to my mind and my emotions, but it was sin. It was not living according to what God has for me. So she explained it to me, and some of you may have heard this before with me because I use this as a tool when people are uh, struggling with food addictions because I am a fitness coach as well. And uh, when someone turns to emotional eating and they are looking for the the hits with food or chocolate or you know indulging, they are looking for that dopamine hit, and it's really really hard for them to create a new pattern in their life. My counselor explained to me that it's kind of like being on this highway. You learn the wrong way and it becomes so familiar. And when you try to change those behaviors, it's literally like looking at this huge mountain and somebody gives you a spoon and says, okay, you get to create your new highway with this spoon. Spoonful by spoonful, you are going to dig a new highway. And when it gets so hard, digging, that's when you revert to your old ways and you go right back to the old sin. There's a Bible verse that says that a dog will return to its vomit. So, um, and what that verse means is we may try to get on the right path for a while, but it gets too hard and we return right back to that sin because it's familiar and it's comfortable. Okay. So, I had to spend a lot of time with a counselor, a lot of time bathing in prayer, in Bible studies, asking people to pray with me and for me. I was involved in learning about the way the enemy works and the way that he deceives us. That is his number one way to get us off track, is to deceive us and to follow what he has to say instead. And we see this Uh, With the devil, he did that with Eve. He did that with her in the garden when he tempted her to partake of the fruit. He wanted her to sin. And so, what does he do? He doesn't tell her something that is so far off the truth. He tells her something that actually is true. He tells her that if you eat of this fruit, your mind will be opened and you will know good from evil and you will be like God. In that aspect, you will know right from wrong. God wanted to keep her innocent, keep her and Adam innocent uh, that was why he said, "Do not partake of this, but the enemy came in and said, basically told her, Well, this is what you'll get if you sin, this is what you'll get if you partake of this. so what does Eve do? She partakes, and that's when sin entered into the world now for us let's let's talk about this a little bit let's unpack the 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 day that we live in um I have two teenagers, and I We've we've had these conversations, I've had these conversations with my teenagers because they have had friends who have a gay lifestyle or who are attracted to the same sex, and I'm going to share with you the same way and the same thoughts that I share with my own children. Here's the thing in our family, that we have to make the decision on whether God is going to be our God. Do we want to live according to God's principles? And my children know, even when I would have to do some of the hard things in life, it's like, you know what? I have to obey God in this. It's not about you. You are my children. And I am, you know, taking us all to church because God's word says that we can't forsake the gathering of brothers and sisters. I am disciplining you because God says that he disciplines those he loves. And he uh, called me to be your parent. So I'm going to discipline you in love and lead you and guide you in the way that you should go because I am accountable to God. Like I'm going to see God face to face one day and I'm going to be accountable for the way that I raised you. And so my kids know very well how I feel about God, about his word. The word is our plumb line. It is our rock. It is our Bible. It is our go-to. It is everything to us. And here's the thing about, I want to bring this, the, the thing up about Eve when she was deceived, Because this is what society is saying. Society is saying, yeah, but have you looked at things from this angle? Do you understand that this girl is attracted to another girl? Do you understand that someone was, quote unquote, born with an attraction to, you know, a boy attracted to another boy? Rebecca, do you understand? And then they will start laying out the reasons why and how they are, uh, they are geared towards that. They were born with that. Well, let me bring something up. And I I brought this up in my last podcast when we talked about Noah. At the end of the flood and Noah is, he's already made the sacrifice and God speaks. God even says, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. And God even mentions that mankind has a bent towards evil. God says that we are mortal flesh and he even says that before the flood. He sees the violence. He sees the sin. He sees that everybody is doing their own thing and they have turned their backs on God. The reason that Noah was righteous in God's eyes was because Noah didn't turn his back. Noah wasn't perfect. Noah had sinned, but Noah did not turn his back on God and Noah was obedient to God. He built the ark. He did what God told him to do. Now, let's, let's think about this. If God says, he already says, mankind has a bent towards evil. That does not mean that God is putting his stamp of approval on evil. The reason God calls evil evil is because the evil is contrary to the best plan that he has for our lives. So let's take LGBTQ. Let's take the whole gay marriage and, and joining up with the same sex. Here's the thing. God said that he made man, and he also said that man was not complete. Therefore, he made a woman to come and complete him. Another man is not going to have the same attributes that a female has so you have a man and a woman and they come together in unity for completion. This is what we know about God. If all things are created by God and we are from God, there are female attributes and characteristics in God that are female. There are parts of him that are that, that complete. We have God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God God the son, okay, all three of them. I am not saying that any of the three of them are a woman. I am not saying that. But what I am saying is that there are attributes that come from God. And when God created woman, there are certain attributes that are in that woman that will complete the man when they come together and they multiply and they are fruitful and they fill the earth. When we have a man and a man coming together, they are not complete. When we have a woman and a woman come together, they are not complete. Everything that we have on planet earth, whether it's in the new Te- or in the old testament up to the point of Jesus and up to the point of going to heaven and being face to face with God, it all points to our eternity with God in a perfect eternity. So with that being said, The Bible is clear in saying there will be a wedding of Jesus marrying his bride. And we even see that in the scriptures that the bride is referred to, we are referred to as a bride. And when I, when I remember when my husband first learned that he was like, wait a minute, I'm having a little bit of a hard time with that. Doesn't mean that we are all women as a bride. It means that we have the attributes, the that attribute of being a bride that is going to marry Christ, and there is going to be a completion. It all points to the holy matrimony, if you will, the holy wedding that's going to take place between God and his, and his creation, between Jesus and us. And Jesus is preparing a place for us so this is what I, I just want to share this with you guys the same way that I share it with my children. What do we do when there are people that say, but I I am attracted to the same sex. This is who I am attracted to. What I learned in a counselor, there was a, another counselor that He is a counselor when it comes to sexual relationships and why we are attracted to what we're attracted to. And he said, based on the dopamine rush that we get when we have that those sexual feelings, even as a whether it's a child or coming into adolescence or, you know, teenage years, puberty. Whatever, especially for a a male, when they are so visual, whatever it is that they are looking to, they become attracted to because they are getting this rush and then they are looking at a certain object or a certain person or a certain thing. So maybe it was sexual abuse by the same sex. Maybe it was something on TV. Maybe it was some kind of thing that they were watching or looking at when those feelings arose and that's what they are attracted to. But the beautiful thing that this counselor was sharing is that we can literally retrain our thinking the same as what I was sharing about my lifestyle. It's not condemnation against a person because God says we are all bent towards evil. We all have sins that we are dealing with. We all have things that we try and try and try again to overcome and we need help. We have to agree and say this thing is sin and God, I need your help. And it's not just at a snap of a finger that the solution comes. Sometimes we have to literally retrain our thinking, retrain our brains from what we've seen, what we've experienced, what we've been self-medicating with. So, um, So as we are retraining our brains, it just brings to memory the verse, and it was one of my lifeline verses, and it's in Romans 12, verse 2. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and we renew our minds with the word of God. We take God's principles. So even when I was trapped in my sin, and there's no difference between my sin and the LGBTQ, there's no difference between that or murder or stealing or lying. Sin is sin is sin. It's It's us coming to that place of saying, God, you are God. Your word says that this thing, whatever it is, Is wrong. It is sin. And I am confessing this to you. And I am asking you, God, I need your help. Train my mind. Renew my mind according to your word so that I will flourish and prosper. Here's the thing. We will miss out on so much. This is why I worked so hard. I was in my twenties. I was a young woman and I was not with my family. I was in Colorado all by myself. My family was still in Virginia. It was something I sought after because I knew there was more to life than my sin. I knew that I could be living a better life if I were to work on myself and get these things fixed because God has a plan for us. He's not against us and he's not trying to destroy us and saying, okay, you know, here's your rule list and here's the do's and the don'ts and you better live according. That's not the way he is. What he says is, okay, you have a bent towards evil. What I want to do is show you that I've sent my son to take the punishment for your sin. All sin will be punished and it has to be punished. And Jesus went up to bat. Like he went up, I want to say went, went up to bat, but that sounds so small in comparison to what he did. He, he, he laid down his life. He laid down and, and Uh, was beaten and bruised. And it says that he was so beaten that you could not even recognize who he was when he hung on that cross. He was made fun of. They put a crown of thorns on him, mocking him. And he gave his very life. And he went into the grave. He died and he resurrected and he overcame death itself. And then what he said is... He told the disciples, you hang tight. You wait here because I have to go to heaven so that I can send Holy Spirit to you. And Holy Spirit, when he comes to you, he is going to empower you so that you can overcome these really, really hard, tough sins. He gives us the word so that we can be empowered by the word. This is the thing. So many people are living by the rules of the word, like it is a flat piece of paper that just gives you what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. And that is such a shackle. It is a burden for us to bear. No, what God does is says, my word is alive and active. When you start reading my word and understanding the promises, understanding the plan that I have for you, understanding that my way is better than your sinful ways. You have to come up to God so that he can start pouring in those truths into your life so that you start living according to what your mind is now absorbing and believing and understanding. And it is baby step by baby step by baby step in bringing these truths into practice. I know for me, my life did not just change overnight. It was a process, and even after counseling was over, I would have relapses and go back into my sin, and I'm like, what in the world? But when I learned, you know what? God loves me. He does not want me to run away from Him in fear. That's what Adam and Eve did. They, When God came to them, they just hid themselves because they knew of their sin, and they knew that they had done something that displeased God. God does not want us to run away from him. That's why he sent his son to die for us. That's why he sent his Holy Spirit to live inside of us so that we could come to him. He's not there trying to spank us and smack our wrist and point his holy finger in our face and tell us how bad we are. What he wants to do is welcome us into his presence and say, sweet girl, sweet, sweet son, I have a plan for you. You're not living your life to its fullest. That's not hate speech. That is love if I've ever heard it. And this is the thing. Any sin that my kids were to commit. So, and I always use my kids because God is our father and the way that he relates to us is like a father to a child. So me as a mother to my children, I'm not going to do my children any benefit if I coddle their sin. And I'm like, oh, that's the way you are, sweetie. And I love you no matter what. I do love them no matter what, but I love them enough to instruct them in a way that's going to be prosperous for them, in a way that's going to allow them to flourish. Their lives are not going to flourish if they are in a same-sex relationship. They are going to miss the benefits of the purity and the, the ultimate design that God had for us. Who are we to take what God's given us and pervert it? And change it and do our own thing. And it is very clear that God has disciplined and punished that lifestyle multiple times in the Bible. And so if God hates it that much, why would we want to go and embrace something that God hates? It doesn't mean that God hates us it's the sin. It's the thing that's dis- that's causing destruction. It would be as if there was anyone in my family if they were addicted to drugs. Those are some physical things that we can literally see in a person. We physically see the deterioration of what drugs do to a person. And sometimes these other sins, we may it may not be as visible to us. We may not see it in the natural that they are literally shutting down their organs and and dying from drugs or having a drug overdose that's that would ultimately kill them. You know, so sometimes it's easy to tell our kids do not do drugs because we see the the physical manifestation of what drugs do whereas some of the lifestyles and the things in the bible that are definitely sin we may not see it physically with our eyes the devastation, and the damage that is done to their very souls, the depression that it causes. Um, we, we see people that are living a life, quote unquote, happy, but they do not have the joy of the Lord. They do not have a clear conscience before God to say, you know what? I am a sinner, but I am saved by grace. But I am taking God's word and I am asking the Lord to take this word and and get it into my very core, the core of my being, into my soul, into my mind, into my thinking. Because when I do that, that is what's going to cause me to live a prosperous life. And that's what's going to uh, allow my children and my children's children to live the way that we were created without the corruption. Again, we're not perfect. Please don't hear that. Please don't hear judgment and hatred towards a person because that's not what happened when Jesus died on the cross. You don't die for someone in hatred. You die for someone in pure love because you want to rescue them. You want to give your life instead of them giving theirs. And so these, these, uh, messages of warning or these messages of come, there is a better way to live your life. God's way is kind and gentle and less burdensome. When we live life according to God's principles, it, it allows us to flourish in ways that we could just never think, dream, or imagine. And that's what the, the word says that God's ways are so higher or so much higher. Like we pray and we say, God, can you do this in our lives? And when we are in alignment with him, he was like, you know what? You're praying for that, but I've got so much more for you, more than you could think, dream, imagine exceedingly above and beyond anything you can think, dream, or imagine. So I just want to submit this to you, not in hatred. Not in, because I know that when I was seeped in sin, I did not want people to hate me. And it felt awful when I went to a pastor's office and he's literally, you know, well, he didn't literally slap my wrist, but that's what he was doing was slapping my wrist and saying, stop doing it. You need to stop doing it. And I'm like, I can't. I need help. I'm coming to you for help. And they didn't know how to help. I had to dig in deeper and find people, you know, that would help me. But I think that's what happens is that some people get deep in that and they don't know. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I know that this is the way I am today and this is my sin and I can't get unraveled from it. But I couldn't give up there because the bottom line is, The truth in God's word says what I was doing was sinful and there is a better way. And it took me some time, some effort and getting into God's word to understand, you know what, when I am reading his word and literally speaking the life of his word over my life. And believing that, that's when it literally transformed me and I didn't even realize what was happening. It just happened and other people would come to me and say, Rebecca, something has happened in you. Something has changed. My desire for those sins were totally transformed into wanting to be at church or be with other believers or have Bible study or go to uh, worship conferences or, you know, whatever those things were, you know, at the time I was craving the things of the Lord rather than craving those sins. And it doesn't matter which sin you name it. It doesn't matter which sin it is. It doesn't matter whether it's LGBTQ, that whole movement, whether it is, I mean, just name it. It doesn't matter when we get into God's word, we will start gravitating towards the things of God. And we have to link arms with other believers and counselors, people who are anointed by God to help set us free from those sins and those lifestyles so that we can walk in freedom and walk in the abundant life. I love you. I am so thankful that you listened in to this podcast today. I know that this is a very hard subject for a lot of people. It will rattle a lot of people's cages because of the anger and the hatred right now. And when, especially when fingers, when I feel like fingers are pointing towards me for my sins and I have sins on this very day, you know, and maybe some blind spots that I don't even see. And it doesn't feel good to be under condemnation and judgment from other people. But uh what does feel good is for me to, come to the light, come to God with the truth of his word and the truth of, you know what, what I'm doing, what my sins are, they are not in alignment with your word and it is not your best that you have for me. So God, I lay these down and I confess these to you. Now send me to the right people. Show me the people that you want to go, that you want me to go to that will help um, get me on the right path so that I can live the abundant life. So again, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this, there is something that you can take away from this. You can like this podcast, share this podcast. You can leave your comments. Um, I just pray that it is a blessing to you and a blessing to other people who listen. We want to point each other to the Lord for such a time as this. We need him so desperately in these days that we live in. There is so much darkness and chaos and division, and it is the word of God and the very spirit of God that will unify us. That's what Jesus prayed, that we would live in unity. So if you feel like this podcast is something that somebody else could use or would help instruct them to uh, get them on that God-focused life, then please go ahead and share it. All right, guys, have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you on the next podcast.